Welcome back to the Lynx Racing Podcast. My name is Graylin Loomis. I'm one of your hosts, and I'm joined as always by fellow racing driver and co-host Ian Kreitzer. And silver medal winnerless. Silver medal medal winner. I'm gold medal. So yeah, yeah but we, 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 uh, we're excited today. So I, we'll explain the whole racing joke, but long story short, um, we are uh, presenting part two of our South Carolina road trip today. Um, we are currently at Hotel Trundle in downtown Columbia, South Carolina, but we spent pretty much the entire day in Greenville, South Carolina. Correct. Yeah. So, so uh, spent the whole day in Greenville, and then drove up uh, this afternoon, or I guess late afternoon, early nighttime, and uh, to Columbia. So the racing joke. Yeah. What is in the Greenville Spartanburg area that uh, some people know about, others don't know? I about? think according to our our instructor today. A lot of people don't know about it. I didn't know about it until uh, earlier on this year when this was kind of presented as an opportunity, as an idea. Um, so there's a big BMW plant in uh, Greer, South Carolina, that I've driven by. My grandparents live close to it, so I drove by it every time driving down there to see them. Um, and there's the performance center uh, there. So driving school, performance center um that not people know about, and it's an experience, uh, let me tell you. It, like, it really is. So... Long story short, the plant right there in kind of the greater Spartanburg area makes all of the X series BMWs for the world. So the entire world, all of the SUV BMWs you see were made in Spartanburg, South Carolina, which we put to the limit today. Yeah. yeah. So um, today we went over there and did their kind of BMW driving experience. And both of us kind of went in, you know, not knowing much about it, thinking, we're going to kind of get in a car and instructor is going to drive us around for a while and kind of show us what the car can do. And then at the very end of the day, they're going to say, okay, you know, now you guys get to do a lap on your own, like, you know, go for it. Yeah. And instead they, they kind of created this cool little package where we got to experience what kind of a corporate outing day would be. Correct. Yeah. And we spent about 95% of the day in the driver's seat. It was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> it was something else. So for those that don't care about cars, don't care about, um, kind of the lifestyle aspect of this trip and don't care about, um, uh, you know, kind of the away from the course things you can just do. fast forward the next like fast couple minutes. And, yeah. and we'll talk about the golf we played this afternoon. Um, but we got to have a blast at, at the BMW oh plant and we, uh, we got to drive what the M2 competition, yep. M5 competition, M4 and the M4 competition and the M850i and the so, X5. Oh, and the X5. We off-roaded the X5. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. we off-roaded the X5. Um, for for those that don't know, that's kind of the like ultra sports car line that BMW has. They're essentially and, race cars. Yeah, they, they're they're race cars. Um, you know, six hundred plus horsepower in the M five competition, and we got to do a mix of things. A lot of it was just very quick track driving and then timed laps. And one of the highlights of the day for me was the only time we weren't in the driver's seat. <laughs> Um, our, <laughs> our instructor who was absolutely great. He, he, he made yeah. the day, um, took us out for a hot lap and kind of showed us exactly what an M5 competition can do. 
Um, to and push the limit. it was probably 40, 50% more than what we were pushing it oh to. Oh my God. And I thought I was going to like, I was like the fastest we were going on a car, like times two. Like just, he, he was drifting around the track. Uh, they have a skid pad there, which is kind of like polished concrete that they keep wet. Yeah. Um, and he was doing these giant drifting like circles. He was like, he was making one-handed. hand gestures, like, you know, talking to us like, Oh yeah, this is like a normal thing. You know? Yeah. Just absurd. Um, yeah. But we couldn't have had a better day and they, they do a lot there, um, for kind of normal driving school. Mm-hmm. So I, I would say not as racing focused, more like, um, you know, how to handle, you know, uh, like emergency braking, emergency lane changes, right. Really yeah. wet conditions. I mean like a true driving school and yeah. they have one, uh, focus on teens, one focus on adults. Uh, they do a lot of corporate outings, um, and then they do kind of the like advanced driving school and then the M driving school and M being that kind of racing, like ultra sports car level yeah. uh, part of the BMW brand. <clears throat> and we, uh, we got to experience a bunch of the M products we were, today. We, absolutely. And yeah. we loved it. And need to start saving up for an M5, uh, may, maybe in, uh, <laughs> maybe in a few decades. I'll yeah, be there. Like, maybe by the time I'm 50, <laughs> I'll have one. And yeah, no, uh, but it was so much fun. Um, did a couple, like Garland said, a couple different things, got to drive a couple different cars, um, throughout that, that first, uh, track that we did. Um, and just kind of, you know, our instructor was good at pushing us to, you know, the limit of like, no, you can like, you can go faster. You, you can break harder. To, yeah. Like break later, go faster. I was scared I was going to, you know, <laughs> flip this thing or like, you know, whatever. But at the end of the day, we got out of the cars just kind of like trembling and shaking. And he's like, you're going to be exhausted and get back in your other car. Like, and that's yeah, exactly what happened. For sure. Everything yeah. feels pretty slow and uh, boring yeah. right now. And, and like golf was fantastic, but it was like the adrenaline rush was, you know, had worn off and we're just like all right we're back down to normal and you know it was like a big departure from the adrenaline rush in the morning nice peaceful round of golf uh yeah but amazing so really quickly before we jump to where we played golf this afternoon i do want to say if you're in the upstate south carolina area um you can go do the performance driving school as well uh really from what we gather today, you need to book way in advance. Right. Like um, the M school is sold out for them school sold into out 2020. For, like, yeah. Over a year. Well, I guess into 2020. Yeah. Um, so for at least six months, um, they do have corporate outing days and they do have kind of normal driving school days. Um, but just plan ahead. And uh, I guess the other way to do it, we were told is you can buy a BMW. And if you buy a new BMW, you can have the car delivered to the performance driving school and kind of do the whole delivery process there. And as part of that, you get to go do kind of awesome track stuff, off-roading stuff, tour, tour the, plan. the plan, yeah, big lunch. And then at the end of the day, you hop in your brand new BMW and drive it on home. Yeah. So that would be another way to do it. A pretty economical way. Just go buy a BMW. Yeah. Easy. <laughs> easy. Yeah. Like and maybe for listeners out there, it'd be easier than, you know, for Graylin or me, but, um, we got to do the, One uh, day. you know, One yeah. Day. And we got that experience today and that was, uh, that's enough for, for enough for me for the next decade at least. Yeah, right. That, uh, that was something special. It was amazing. So oh my we gosh. had a great lunch at the BMW place mm-hmm. and, and, uh, 
also maybe the best chocolate chip cookie I've ever had. We have two sitting like yeah, <laughs> yeah and we took some in a takeaway box. Two road with us. cookies. Yeah. <laughs> and we went over to Furman University's campus and we uh, played the Furman University golf course, which is a place that has a lot of connection and kind of meaning to me because I grew up about an hour up the road in Asheville, North Carolina. And when I was, I want to say 11 or 12, I did Furman University's summer golf camp, Mm -hmm. um, I think two or three summers in a row. And uh, it was something that their uh, collegiate kind of golf team, golf program, golf coaches put on. And it's where I went from being kind of a recreational golfer to playing with a lot of people that were much better than me. Mm -hmm. And it made me want to improve. And they gave me a lot of tips and advice there that that I think it pushed me to be a, a much better golfer. Well, it also switched your split grip to an overlap, as yeah. far as I understand yeah. it. Yeah. So I, I when I first started playing golf, I played with kind of a baseball grip, a split grip, and no one ever looked or told me it was wrong or anything. And they noticed down there, and I said, <laughs> "Well, can, can I just?" keep this you know it's how i play golf it's like sure and but. they said sure but we've never seen a good player have that grip <laughs> so i pretty quickly changed and um and then he and then he still waxed me on the course today <laughs> I, I put up a good fight for once but uh but yeah so the Furman university golf course um has a lot of memories there and a lot of people don't know this but when I graduated high school, I actually intended on going to Furman. Um, I applied to Furman among a bunch of other schools, and I applied to the University of St. Andrews over in Scotland, and I got into both. And then instead of um, going to Furman, I decided um, that I wanted to go do a freshman year abroad at the University of St. <laughs> Andrews, which is... Famous not, last words. Yeah, it's not yeah. really a thing. I mean, freshman year abroads aren't, aren't a thing. But I kind of worked this out with both schools and Furman told me, yeah, go take these courses and you'll get freshman credits and you'll come back as a sophomore. And of course, I went over to the University of St. Andrews and fell in love (laughs) and then, yeah, Yeah. just (laughs) refused to leave and had to call Furman and say, hey, guys, sorry, but I am not coming back. Um, So Furman has a lot of a lot of good memories for me. The course has been renovated since I was there. Um, and I had played it, I believe, once since the renovation a number of years ago. But the biggest change, other than kind of regrassing some areas of the course, were recontouring and regrassing the greens. Oh, and they were we so were good. blown away by the greens today. Tons of undulation, but not, not overly, so. overly done. Yeah. Um, you know, multiple tiered greens, but none where if you hit it on the wrong tier, you were just done. Um, you could always kind of hold a green, mm-hmm. uh, if you were on an upper tier putting to a lower tier, you just had to hit a good putt. You weren't going to putt off greens or anything no, like that. No. Um, I actually think it was kind of a perfect example of, uh, of, uh, undulating greens that are done to a really nice kind of tasteful level. And they were quick, but not, and they were quick, you know, but not not overly done. I, I totally agree. And they were, you know, there was, we kind of mentioned on one point during the course uh, today, there was like a, a punch bowl esque green. Yep. And we're like, wow, this, this could be, you know, this has almost like Rainer esque bones. It, it felt like it, a lot of multiple. There was yeah. kind of like a short sort of template. Yeah. Par three yeah. punch bowl esque green, 
Uh, we pointed out like a double plateau green. Yeah, I mean, and they, whoever did that renovation work knew exactly what they were doing and, and um, did a great job executing. Yeah, yeah. So we uh, we thoroughly enjoyed the day, and I think we paid thirty dollars to walk eighteen holes. Now, given this is July, so it was very, very, very. It hot. was warm, but they did have guys um, driving around like marshals and yeah, player assistants, is what they were. Yeah, called. with um, like coolers of ice and water cups and to yeah. drink ice water and. It was actually great. They, it, it was warm, but not too bad. And totally um, agree. I, you know, I'm just an hour up the road in Asheville <clears throat> in the winter. I will definitely be coming back down to play Furman. Maybe I'll tie in a little weekend and do like uh, Cherokee Valley and Furman. Um, that'd be nice. But, that'd, be, that'd be a good weekend of golf. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we had a blast today, and admittedly, we were absolutely cooked by the time we had done kind of three hours of hardcore full intensity driving at the bmw school Mm -hmm. where you are like you know white knuckle on the steering wheel full concentration for sure if you take your eyes off the road you're putting yourself in danger and then to go walk 18 holes we uh we're pretty darn tired right now yeah it was a um a long drive down here uh, from from the Greenville Spartanburg area to Columbia, so we kind of went from the upstate back down to the middle of the state, and then tomorrow we head from Columbia back to Beaufort, where all of this started, and we're going to spend a day in Beaufort and play our final round of the trip at um, the Paris Island Marine Base. They have an 18 hole course out there, and I've never played it. I know you have an Ian, and we've both wanted to for a long time. And, and I've heard from several people in the area that it's just a, it's a absolute gem. gem. Yeah. So we're both excited to do that. And um, I think with that, we're going to cap day three mm. and the first day of part two. Right. And uh, we'll check back in tomorrow from Beaufort. Uh, and then we'll uh, we'll wrap up the the podcast and this kind of mini series of our South Carolina road trip. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Sounds good. See you in Beaufort. Well, Ian, we're jumping back into part two now, and we're uh, discussing the final day of our South Carolina road trip. Final leg, yeah. Final leg. We woke up this morning in Columbia, South Carolina. Um, We took the back roads for about two and a half hours down to Beaufort, South Carolina. Back near home, yeah. Back close to home, Beaufort County, South Carolina. (laughs) And we, um, we stopped and had lunch at one of our favorite places. Now, for, for listeners who don't know, the Lynx offices are based nearby on Hilton Head Island, South yep. Carolina. So Beaufort brought us back to kind of the home territory, and we went to Alvin Ord's Sandwich Shop, oh, which your... is one of our favorite places. Yeah, It's kind of interesting. A, the owner of Lynx... Um, Kind of a, it's a couple, Jack and Nancy Purcell. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jack Purcell often tells the story that he joined Secession Golf Club um, way back, like at the way beginning. back at yeah. the very beginning, before they even had a clubhouse. And what they would do is have sandwiches at the Caddy Shack um, for anybody, you know, any of the new members who are playing. And somebody would go over to Alvin Ord's Sandwich Shop and <laughs> pick up a bunch of sandwiches and have them all ready for caddies and members they um, asked their orders like on the turn or something right exactly yeah it was something yeah, yeah, like yeah. that so alvin ords is a terrific place if you're ever in beaufort grab a sandwich at alvin ords or bluffton, or bluffton. yeah um, there's a second location in bluffton but tasty sandwiches um we had a great day and um we 
then went from Alvin Ord's to downtown Beaufort, um, found a coffee shop, and as boring as it sounds, <laughs> we, we, we did a little bit of work. We sat down and caught up on all the emails that we've missed over the last four days, proofread some articles <laughs> in my case. <laughs> After all, I am an editor at <laughs> Lynx Magazine. That is part of your duty. Yeah. yeah, part of my job. And then in the afternoon, we went to Paris Island. And for those that don't know, Paris Island is a Marine Corps base. And I might be wrong here, but I don't think I'm wrong. Any Marine east of the Mississippi goes through basic training on Paris Island. Any enlisted Marine. Any enlisted Marine. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so it is an enormous it's huge. Marine base. Yeah. And some people know, others don't. Um, there's a, uh, a golf course called the legends at Paris Island, um, out at what feels like the far end of the Island. It, it, we went through the gates and we kind of joked that it was the, uh, if you've been to Palmetto Bluff and Bluffton, it's, you get through the gates and you drive by like, you know, 10 to 15 minutes and you're like, okay, so like we got through the gates today and we were like, okay, like the golf course would be right around the corner. And it was like, we looked at the GPS and it's like, okay, we're still 10 minutes away. You like, drive it is a at, huge yeah, facility. you drive at 35 I mean, miles an hour yeah. for 10 minutes, 12 minutes, and you finally make it out there. But at no point is there mistaking that you're on a Marine base. Yeah. You're, you pass Marine housing, which admittedly looks really nice. Um, yeah. You know, who knows? I didn't look inside. Right. Um, but you pass kind of marching trails running trails you pass pull up bars, pull up bars yeah. and you're thinking whoa it's about 101 degrees outside and about 90 percent humidity right i would not want to be running out there well <laughs> and, right in, in full uniform and admittedly so my my grandfather uh was a was a career marine um he went through ocs and the whole nine uh and he he retired as a colonel um, so we, uh, I know a little bit about Paris Island and the history there. Um, but, uh, driving through was pretty cool and, um, seeing all the, uh, you know, kind of typical Marine stuff that it's like, like, okay. Yeah. Like I feel you turned to me at one point and said, this feels like every military right. place I've ever been with my family. It, it, it does. Yeah. So I, <laughs> a military family. Um, but, uh, but yeah, no, it, it felt very, I felt very at home, which was kind of, kind of a strange feeling cause I wasn't in the military, but I just had military, you know, blood, I guess. Yeah. Um, I, but. I, it's, you are reminded that you're on a Marine base pretty much everywhere you go. You Absolutely. pull into the parking lot and the, reserved. the, the premier parking spots yeah. are reserved for, uh, officers. The, the general, yeah, the, the officers, the high, the high up officers. Um, yeah. You you then go up to the pro shop and instead of having listed a head pro and an architect, it's the commandant. You have, yeah, the, <laughs> like, the, the commandant, and then the head pro, right, and then the architect. There's always a hierarchy there, which I which, which I love, yeah. But and then there's the name itself, the legends at Paris Island, and that's the name of the course. But also um, each hole. All 18 holes are named for legendary Marines. Mm-hmm. And um, Ian, with his family ties, actually kind of took me through some of the history 
and uh, showed me what we were looking at. But yeah. you're looking at um, some of the Marines that were part of the famous flag racing on, I believe, Iwo Jima. Iwo Jima, correct. Um, yeah. And, you know, it's it just really amazing things. You're, you're Purple Heart, uh, Medal of Honor, honorees. I mm. mean, really guys who have given their lives for this country. Right. Um, and and there, there's kind of a certain weight while you're out there where you're thinking, whoa, you know, we pulled through this gate just kind of giddy and excited like, about oh, a round like of round golf. Round of golf, like, yeah. Most people are pulling through that gate, one, either scared and kind of worried and stressed and uh, it stressed about the unknown of man i'm about to go through basic training against a marine or you're an officer and you've been through that mm-hmm. and it, it it's just it, it, there's a lot of kind of weight and, and emotions when you're there where yeah. you're thinking man like who am i like these guys have been through kind of hell and back and here i am kind of thinking Boy, it's hot today. Should I ride or walk? <laughs> Which, uh, and on that note, I'm very glad we walked. Um, it kind of gave a uh, kind of gave validity to an, a slight nod to uh, the guys that have gone through whatever they've gone through at Paris Island. Exactly. Just because, like, you know, who are we to to golf? You know, golf media <laughs> people. But like, it wasn't. We we chose to walk, and it was. You know, it was just a. It felt. You know. Like fitting, like, like we should. Yeah, exactly. Um, so the the course there is interesting. It was built back in the fifties, um, and or I guess late forties, mm-hmm. late forty seven. Yeah, and then fell into disrepair. Mm-hmm. And Clyde Johnson um, came on and did a big, big renovation that finished in two thousand. And you go out there today, and it's a very fun golf course perfectly flat piece of land just yep. like all of the other golf around here right um interesting greens good bunkering i think ian would say too much water um because ian lost i <laughs> how many balls today six balls six, six but also was not hitting my i have not been hitting my driver well this entire trip so just had that caveat like in your back of your mind <laughs> i've been struggling with the draw like the big right miss the way left miss like they, no confidence off the tee. Yeah, the the two way miss leads to a lot of stress. A, a lot, which I am working out. We'll get it figured out eventually. I just need lessons and you know whatever. But beside the point, um, I still had a great time today. We had a very good time today. The course um, was beautiful. It reminded me personally of a little bit of uh, Sea Island Seaside, as well as uh, Secession a little bit too. If, if you've if you've been to Secession, yeah, the Secession yeah. Golf Club is a private club down the literally road. almost yeah. within eyesight. Um, yeah. If you were to look across the marsh, you could darn near see Secession. Right. Um, so a lot of interesting golf. I would say I actually rank today up around some of my favorite low country marsh side golf courses totally agree um, totally agree i really really enjoyed it and then uh a guy today on what hole 13 yep. joined us um shout out travis yeah travis had been um uh a marine and or is a marine and mm-hmm. was at the uh, marine air base nearby in beaufort uh, lives in Idaho now, but w- we just had a great day. The The whole thing just had the, the whole experience had a depth that a normal round of golf doesn't. You know, when you Agreed. walk in a pro shop 
and you look around and there are guys that you know were awarded the medal of honor on the wall yeah and you're playing you know golf holes that were named after people who have done heroic acts that uh you know i, I mean I, it, I, that just, i can't even fathom to be honest yeah. with you like it, it's 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 a really it really adds a weight to the to the experience and really anybody who any any patriotic golfer who's in this area should really take a trip to out to see Paris Island yeah. because it, it really it, it, it has that you know that extra extra umph to it that's just like wow like you just you feel lucky to be there playing golf and it's because of the people who were on that wall that you're there yep. and playing golf and we so. walked 18 holes and bought a bottle of water and it was $27 there's very yeah a one of the one of the places best. in the low country here could, could match that sort of value of course it is dead dead middle of the summer but we are playing during the worst time of year to play it was probably 96 97 felt degrees like 101 102 felt like 101 102 high humidity yeah um drinking they had water probably every third hole mm -hmm. and i bet yeah. we filled up just about every third hole we did yeah and we looked at each other the first couple of holes and we're like wow this is hot and it's like well this is nothing compared to the guys going through yeah. you know training like in full full uniform you know camo pants boots the whole nine we're like all right Put in perspective, yeah. and they're running and marching, and, and we're we just walking a golf course, swinging a club, a golf course, yeah. taking pictures. Yeah, so um, perspective is a powerful thing at Paris Island. One hundred percent. Yeah. So with that, Ian, I think we're going to wrap up this the South Carolina road trip. So. Um, you know, it's this has been a really fun kind of two part series, and uh, this also carries kind of more weight for both of us because. Mm -hmm. This is actually uh, the end of season three and also the end of us uh, hosting this podcast. Mm -hmm. uh, we're both moving on from Lynx. We've we've had great uh, tenures at Lynx. Um, I'm moving on uh, to a different job in Asheville, North Carolina. And Ian, uh, just to speak for you, I know you're moving on to a different job in Portland, Oregon. Yep. So with that... Um, we want to thank all the listeners for supporting us and for listening to um, all of our episodes and for sending in your questions and sending in your support. We've even had a number of, uh, I'm chuckling because it kind of caught us off guard, but we've had a number of listeners just call the office and say, hi, uh, can I speak to Grayland Loomis? And, and Stephanie, our office manager, says, yeah, sure. Uh, you know, who are you with? They say, oh, I, I'm not with anybody. I, I'm a podcast <laughs> listener. I just want to ask him about a recent episode. Just, just want to chat about the podcast, which is great. We <laughs> which, love that. Yeah, it makes yeah. us feel like what we're doing kind of has purpose and, and yeah. carries weight. Absolutely. So um, thank you to everybody. Thank seriously. you to all the listeners. That's not to say that the Lynx Golf Podcast is ending. Uh, it's not. Um, season four is going to start up and there are going to be new hosts. Um, but you know, as it, of we, right now, yeah, as of right now, yeah. uh, we are going to end our tenure here. Um, Paris Island was my last round of golf for, uh, for Lynx magazine and, and it might be yours. You might play another in the next two weeks, but, um, we just want to thank the listeners and, uh, we're going to wrap it up here as always. Uh, if you want to reach out to us individually, I'm at Gray Loomis at G-R-A-Y-L-O-O-M-I-S on um, Twitter. I'm at Grayland Loomis on Instagram. 
Ian, shout out your Instagram handles. Yeah, so uh, Instagram handles would be at I-C-R-I-T-S-E-R. And then uh, Twitter would be at C-R-I-T-S-E-R golf. Um, but I, as always... Uh, feel free to reach out to Lynx accounts. Out to yeah. the Lynx accounts. Um, we're at Lynx Magazine everywhere. You can always reach out via email at letters at linksmagazine.com. Um, we remain huge supporters of Lynx, and we're going to be Absolutely. readers of Lynx. So check out linksmagazine.com. Once you're there, you can sign up for the free e-magazine, Lynx Digital. You can subscribe to the print magazine. You can sign up for the emails um, and just read like thousands of articles that, <laughs> that we've put a lot of blood and sweat and tears into. Absolutely. Um, so we are uh, avid links readers. We will remain avid links readers. Um, and we hope that you guys will too. So with that, we're going to wrap up season three. And I hope that everyone's enjoyed this South Carolina road trip series. Ian is going to be uh, one of his last kind of duties at Lynx is writing a big article about this trip. So look out for a lot more details, kind of finer details of this trip. Mm -hmm. um, you'll be able to find that at linksmagazine.com. You'll also check it out in our fall issue. So a lot going on. Um, but with that, Ian... Let's wrap this up and uh, we'll end with just a thank you to the readers or, and listeners. Thank you guys for everything you've done. Uh, we create this content because of you guys and uh, it's very, very rewarding. It's been so much fun. Seriously. Thank you guys so much for, for tuning in, reading, listening, whatever it is, how you consume content. We really appreciate it and uh, we look forward to keeping, uh, keeping up with y'all.